0: I don't know what I missed, but okay.
1: All right, no. Okay, so let's just start. All right, thanks, everyone, for your patience. Uh, just technology is what it is. Uh, I have done this five times before. Bill and I tested this earlier today, and it worked pretty easily, pretty well. Um, but it is what it is. So thanks for your patience. Bill, welcome. Thank you for doing this.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Talk a, um and people, yeah, please tell us if you can hear us clearly. I'm sure you can hear me fine. Make sure that we can hear everybody. Um, uh, and yes, thanks to the viewers for sharing this around. Very grateful. Uh, okay, so Bill, uh, you have done some citizens' complaints in the past. Uh, that is how I know you, that's what I know you for. And uh, now it seems that New Jersey wants to make this a lot more difficult. So we're going to get into um,
0: – go ahead. The, the, the net result of what they're doing is they're taking away the citizen's complaint as, far, as a process for bringing charges against public official. There's two rules that they're proposing. And before we get into the rules, let's get into the law, the common law of the state of New Jersey as opposed to the statutory law. And and just so that I'm not talking over anybody's head, common law is law that was developed through case law and decisions and the jurisprudence of judges that that abide by the, the precedent that was set before them. Statutory law is laws that are passed by the legislature, signed by the governor, and become law by statute. Under the common law, a citizen in the state of New Jersey has the absolute right to arrest and take into custody anybody who commits a crime that they have probable cause to believe occurred. Now years ago I think it was 1985 the legislature amended the statutory language to to make it possible that you could arrest somebody for something less than a crime a disorderly persons offense so if somebody commits a disorderly persons offense in your presence you can take them before a magistrate and have them charged if somebody commits a crime you don't even need to be present you can bring them in now the court rules were adapted so that people didn't have to take the drastic step of taking somebody into custody and physically arresting them they created a process whereby you could go down to municipal court you could sign a criminal complaint a judge would determine if there were probable cause and if probable cause were existed a summons would issue now this working group on municipal court citizen complaints which sprang up without notice to anybody is recommending that if you want to bring a complaint against a public servant, a prosecutor, or a judicial nominee or a party boss, it has to be approved by the prosecutor before it goes anywhere, before a summons or complaint gets issued. And now the prosecutor be, is an appointed position, isn't that right? Appointed by the governor has absolute control over who becomes prosecutor because of the attorney general. But yeah, it's usually senators from the county. Put names in. They usually the going rate is ten years' salary. So if a judge is making one hundred and forty thousand a year, the going rate to buy your judgeship in New Jersey is one point four million dollars. Now that's not an outright quid pro quo. You have to spend ten years donating and donating and donating to various campaigns, and then you get your job. It might, it might be it might be less than that. I, I, I you know my the market is fungible when it comes to judgeships. But to be but, clear, I mean we're talking about.
1: You can't bring a charge against like the Governor unless his appointee determines that it's something worthy of bringing forward, so right. you choose if, if whether or not a judge
0: finds probable cause if a judge finds probable cause at least what now under the current system if the judge finds probable cause, a complaint issues, a summons issues, and the person becomes officially becomes a defendant. What they're doing by changing this rule is making sure the people they care for never become defendants you or i we could be charged with a petty disorderly persons offense by anybody at any time and we could be convicted or we could be have the charge dismissed i can't even charge somebody with a petty petty, petty, petty disorderly persons offense if they fit in this category of people who are going to be protected by the prosecutor's office and a it's- candidate for public office a nominee for public office, a nominee for the office of judge, a a, a prosecutor's office employee, an elected official, all of these people are now going to be in a special category where they can't be charged by citizens for even disorderly persons offense, and nobody can charge anybody with an indictable offense unless the prosecutor approves it under these rules. And there's only one reason for this. They don't like the idea that they can't protect anyone and everyone that they feel like protecting, with these protection rackets that are also known as prosecutors' offices around the county. So, all right, so I have I have a number
1: of questions, and, and it's appropriate for people to get background anyway. So, I mean, the big thing for me seems to be that this is a way for them, governors, whatever, to get their political appointees to protect them, because you're not going to allow your boss who pays you to be uh, charged or whatever it's called by some citizen. So it's a very easy way for them to, they're buying off who's, uh, that's not quite the exact way of saying it, but this is an extreme conflict. But yeah, no, they don't have that, to buy them. They,
0: they already own They them. already, they, pay, they, them. They already they, pay them. They already pay them. They can remove a county prosecutor at any time by superseding him through the, the, the attorney general. They can appoint the county prosecutor and have him acting at any time. In in the case of Chris Christie, the county prosecutor and the attorney general had to recuse themselves because they were both appointed by Chris Christie. And in my case, they made motions to the judge to have those charges dismissed, and the judge refused to grant their motions. The judge denied their motions to dismiss. So what they had to do was engage in something called administrative dismissal, which is despite the fact that the judge said there was probable cause, despite the fact that the judge refused their motion to dismiss, they went ahead and dismissed it on their own volition because they have that discretion. This would stop them from being in that uncomfortable position where they're dismissing charges against public officials, valid charges. Now the charge never issues. They just say, no, we don't approve of the charge. Even though anybody else would be a defendant, this person will never be a defendant.
1: Right, so i'm want to make it clear to the people watching in the event description um, there are links to the proposal to bill's comments on those proposals, why they shouldn 't happen, um, and a bunch of other information as well so in the in the proposal, um, not your comments, but the proposal from the from the working group, um, it says that most complaints actually are done against police officers, and that a very small amount are done against non-police officers, but it seems like the, the, real, the real issue is the powerful people, not the police officers. Yeah, and no, it's got
0: nothing to do with the police officers at all. But, because remember, less than 1% of every municipal court case is a citizen-instigated com- com- complaint. So there's no horde of angry citizens out there complaining about government officials bringing charges. Less than 1%. And of those, they have an 80% success rate when probable cause is found. So, in their own study, they indicate that citizen-generated complaints have a better outcome than law enforcement-generated complaints, despite the existing hurdles, and let's keep that in mind. There's two things that protect people from frivolous charges. In the first case, you have a judge who screens for probable cause. So if I bring a case in and says, and, and I say, Chris Christie killed Jimmy Hoffa and buried him in the Pacific River, then the judge will just dismiss it, because they have no evidence of that. So, Christie never becomes a defendant. Let's say for some reason the judge decides there's no probable cause and Christie doesn't like being accused of of murdering Jimmy Hoffa. He can then sue Bill Brennan for malicious prosecution and cost me a lot of money because again once probable cause is found you're protected from a civil suit for malicious prosecution. If there's no finding of probable cause you have no protection and you're subject to civil suit. So There's already protection in place Mm. with with monetary damages in a civil suit. There's a screening process in place. And what gets through, 87% of them have a favorable outcome, which is a better outcome than law enforcement-generated complaints. So what exactly are they trying to cure? What defect are they trying to remedy? What's going on here, really? Well, what happened last year was Dirty David Sampson of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, he admitted that he extorted United Airlines for bribes, and then he was going to get sentenced to one year in jail, except the jail term was going to be actually in his vacation home where he was extorting United Airlines to fly him. So that was, con- that was federally extortion and bribery, but under state law, it was official misconduct. I charge David Sampson, and David Sampson is very powerful. So they are doing exactly what they always do. They're changing the rules specifically to benefit benefit a specific class of people that aren't us, that are so wealthy and so powerful that they have prosecutors running point for them, running protection rackets for them so that they can say things like, I hope they dance to my tune a little harder and and, and that's not going on the agenda unless I get my flight. I mean, these are overt, brazen attacks on on the public and and on the integrity of our our government and they're basically, with impunity,
1: getting away with it. Okay, a few background questions. Um, there's citizens' complaints. There's citizens' arrests, and then there's lawsuits. Can you can you clarify the
0: difference between those three things? Yes. There's, let's break the, the the charges down into what what we would consider to be a criminal charge or a civil charge. Criminally speaking, if you commit a crime, the state is the prosecutor. It's the state of New Jersey versus Chris Christie. It's the state of New Jersey versus is versus David Sampson, and. There's two ways to get somebody brought before a magistrate. You can go and arrest somebody for a crime on your own. I wouldn't recommend it. The potential for violence, the amount of time police have, a, is you're, you're much safer using the process that exists now. And the process that exists now is very simple. You get a complaint signed and sworn an affidavit, and you have either a determination of probable cause by the municipal court administrator, or a judge holds a hearing and determines probable cause. Once that happens, the issue is summons, and the defendant is summoned to court. Most defendants are summoned to court. Chris Christie never set foot in a court. The the system was bent to his will. The system always bends to the will of powerful people, as long as we tolerate it. However, the civil side of that is, if I charged you, and I falsely arrested you, and I maliciously prosecuted you, I won't go to jail for that. But I can get sued by you, and I can lose my house and lose my home, and and end up owing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to somebody if I falsely accuse them of something, if I maliciously prosecute them for something they didn't do. Nobody has said in these recommendations that there's a rash of false allegations that need to be checked. There are none. And 87% of them are getting through. And less than 1% of all the municipal court complaints are citizen-generated. So what is the real problem? The real problem is they don't want somebody like me bringing charges against people like them and they they think to themselves, there. but for the grace of God, go I. I do the same thing, and I don't want to have to deal with Bill Brennan or somebody like him bringing charges against me.
1: Okay. Uh, before we get into Samson and you, um, I still have a couple more background questions. So when did uh, – are citizens' complaints – what states do citizens' complaints happen in? Is that something unique to Jersey? Is it all around the country? And also – Um, was, when did this start? Was this like with the constitution going way back or was this something that changed at some point?
0: Well, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a scholar on these issues, but my understanding is that early law enforcement didn't involve police going out on patrol and finding criminals. It was citizens on the homestead went down to the sheriff and swore out a complaint and got a warrant issued. And then the sheriff or the, the constable or the marshal or whoever it was would come and arrest somebody on a warrant. They weren't just out patrolling, looking for rustlers. They would wait until there was court issued process over time that developed. New Jersey has always kept the right of a citizen to make an arrest. The citizen has always had the right to make an arrest. Now, it's very hard to determine what states allow a citizen's arrest because New Jersey was unique in that it had a process where you could institute criminal procedures without having to take somebody into custody on your own. In New York, you can go to a police station and you can sign a complaint against anyone. You, you said arrest, you mean complaint. complaint.
1: You said so, citizen arrest, you mean complaint, though.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, well, look, I can arrest somebody in just about any in any state, as far as I know, and be, and be within my rights, so long as I had evidence, probable cause, that a crime occurred. Had a disorderly person's offense has to occur in my in my presence. But having said that, We've now evolved into the point where prosecutors can literally immunize people from criminal consequence for their activity. If somebody raped a daughter, somebody's daughter, and they were powerful, you wouldn't even be able to go down and sign a complaint against them unless the prosecutor approved it. And you say to yourself, well, that's unreasonable. They're never going to do that. Official misconduct is a second-degree crime. It is up there with criminal sexual assault if they can turn around and say they're going to ignore second-degree crime today then you're allowing them to ignore second-degree crimes tomorrow and you can't say well that's a different second-degree crime that i care about and i'm not so concerned about this second-degree crime there are degrees and the degree of crime first and second-degree crimes are now totally at the discretion of the prosecutor if these if these rules pass they can just say no i don't think so the judge can find probable cause judge can say it is more likely than not that this person committed the crime. I find the complaint valid. I'm issuing a charge. And the prosecutor says, no, judge, I don't give you permission to sign that summons or warrant. You must have my permission. Now, what's going on in New Jersey where the prosecutors are running the judiciary? What judge decided that they wanted to make this rule? And by the way, let's look at the makeup of the committee on this rule. A judge is not allowed to participate in the in the political process one way or the other. They can't endorse anybody, they can't hold public office, they can't run for anything. There are two elected officials on this committee making recommendations to this board, and there was one lawyer who was suspended for fraud in, 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 in practice of law. And these are the kind of people that have biases, whether for political reasons or not, or that have histories of bad. Now, look, if the guy's redeemed himself, that's fine. But couldn't we find somebody who hasn't been subject to procedures to have him disbarred, who wasn't suspended from practice for three years, who didn't defraud somebody or commit wire fraud or any other kind of fraud. I mean, these are the people that are making these rules. This is not what is supposed to happen in this country. And if you're waiting for somebody to come around and solve it, you're going to be waiting a long time because there's nobody getting paid to keep the system honest. So you're going to have to get involved if you have a problem with what's going on.
1: Okay. So... I, I want to ask again: ha, has, has citizens' complaints been around in New Jersey for as long as you remember?
0: Yes, they have. I, I, I my first citizens' complaint was in 1994.
1: Okay, and you but you were trained as a lawyer when you, you were trained as a lawyer before that. So that no, was I, wasn't.
0: I didn't go to law school until 2008.
1: Oh, oh okay. And uh, do you know if citizens' complaints are unique to New Jersey in, in a small amount of states? I assume it is not countrywide.
0: It's not countrywide. It's interesting. I I, I don't know the, the facts, but the report actually went into some detail. It's a 14 page report. I think you linked to it that that we're making that I'm making comments on, I'm asking everyone else to make comments on. That 14 page report goes into the the history of citizens' complaints in New Jersey, and as well talks about other states that have some varying process where citizens can bring complaints. Okay. Uh,
1: now. Again, one more question before we get into you specifically, which is these proposals. Um, is the change in administration from uh, you know Chris Christie to a much more friendly administration now with Phil Murphy does that change anything? Does that make it more hopeful in any way?
0: No, I think the, I think the people that were on this committee were the pond was stocked by the Christie people earlier on, as far as I know. The judiciary is supposed to be Impartial. But I, it's just unclear whose idea it was to create this, this working group in the first place, and, and, and they don't identify what problem they're trying to deal with. Um, so I don't, I, I, look, Governor Murphy is, is doing a fantastic job as far as I'm concerned, but I, I think he's dealing with some corrupt people who are going to try and hamstring him. And, and you know, I, I have every intention of using the, the process that citizens have at their disposal to hold people accountable. I'm upset that I may be put in a position where I have to start taking people into custody I'm not trained for that I don't want to be involved in physical altercations with people who commit crimes I pay taxes I should be able to invoke the judicial process and the, and the law enforcement process when people commit crimes it shouldn't be so hard people it should not be difficult when you have open and notorious evidence that some of the highest ranking people in government have committed crimes and there's no question that the crimes committed it shouldn't be up to me as, as a lone tilter at windmills to hold people accountable, there should be some sort of system where these people have to be held accountable. And I'm and I'm seeing it go in the other direction.
1: I mean, you and you are a trained attorney. You are you. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but you you went to law school, so it is already difficult enough that you, as a trained person, have the ability to go in and do this. But the normal citizen does not have the ability to really thoroughly go in and do this as effectively as you can, and now they're taking it potentially a level even beyond that, making it even more difficult than that.
0: Yeah, and, and, and they're, they're fomenting physical altercations with people because the, the, the most dangerous part of, of a law enforcement officer's position is taking somebody into custody. It's resisting arrest is where most of those injuries occur. I, I'm not a cop. And, and I don't want to be a cop, and I'm not a prosecutor, and I don't and want to be a And it implies prosecutor.
1: that you've got to do it against that powerful person anyway, which is...
0: Hey, well, I mean, if they leave me no choice, then, you know, they should be careful when they set court in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to come to that position, it'll come to that. Um, right, but well. I, I'm asking the court to, to stand by the law. The, the law in, this, in the state of New Jersey is that all citizens have the right to bring anybody in that commits a crime, and they can bring anybody in who commits a disorderly person's offense if the disorderly person's offense happens in their presence. I don't know what's wrong with that. It's working. They're, they're trying to fix something that isn't broken because they're, they're not happy with the fact that they're getting away with what they want. That, 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 that Somebody actually made them go through the process of answering for what they did.
1: Okay, so, so you have made uh... – a significant part of what you do is to do citizens' complaints. I don't know how many you've done. I know it's been substantial. I witnessed uh, one of them this summer, which was a remarkable experience. Uh, so you, this summer you you did a, the criminal complaint against uh, David Sampson, as you said, which was the head of the New York, New Jersey Port Authority, and he was, I believe he used to be the Attorney General of New Jersey, and obviously appointed by Chris Christie. Um, and before that you did a criminal, criminal complaint against Chris Christie himself. And you, you got to a significant point. You actually, you actually won in a way, but the prosecutors just said, eh, we're not going to, we're not going to follow through. The, I believe that that's the case that, that you actually.
0: exactly right. The, the prosecutors tried to get the judges to do their work for them. They didn't like being in the position with the optics of dismissing a charge that everybody knew the, the governor was guilty of so they administratively dismissed it what they're trying to do and I don't know how the prosecutors get to make judicial rules but what they're trying to do is make it so that the complaint doesn't issue automatically <coughs> anymore even if there's a probable cause finding and that's backwards I mean a cop can lock you up just by looking at you and saying I find probable cause a, a municipal court administrator can have you arrested by saying just find probable cause and issue a summons now you got a judge holding a hearing Taking witnesses' testimony and 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 evaluating evidence and saying he finds probable cause, and under the new rules, no, no complaint issues unless the prosecutor decides that's okay.
1: So you did these two very high-profile citizens' complaints, and you had significant success with the first one. In fact, you it was successful. The only reason it hasn't gone farther is because the prosecutors who are appointed by Christie decided that they are not going to follow through with it. And the second one.
0: And I I, the second one. Look, the evidence was clear as day. What, what's interesting is if you go back to 1997, in 1997, the mayor, I think it was 96 or 97, the mayor of Passaic, New Jersey was a woman named Margie Semler. She had been ordered by the Civil Service Commission or the Merit System Board at that time to reinstate a guy named Ozzie Maldonado. And she was being fined $200 a day every day that she didn't reinstate the guy. I was in the middle of of litigation with Teaneck, and I thought, wow, they're going to do the same thing to me when I get my job back, so I'm going to put a stop to it now. So I went down to the Passaic Municipal Court, and I tried to swear out a complaint for official misconduct, and they refused to take it. So my complaint to the Advisory Committee on Judicial Conduct ended up on having Judge Wolf Semay brought up on charges because he claimed I lacked standing to bring a complaint against the mayor who hired him. He was wrong in, A, he shouldn't have touched it because he had a conflict, she hired him, and, B, standing is not an issue. So we fast forward from 1997 to 2017, and what's changed? Nothing. The Advisory Committee on Judicial Conduct already warned Judge Sime that standing is not an issue in civilian complaints, and what does Marvin Adamez of the New York Municipal Court do? He says, I lack standing to bring a charge against the chairman of the Port Authority. Even though I'm a Port Authority customer, I had a Port Authority bond, and I live in the state of New Jersey and pay taxes. Standing is not an issue. If you look at these advisory committee rules, they say anyone can, take, can, can file a complaint against anyone else. I don't know where he gets the term of limitation, where you need some special nexus to it, but that's what he did. Judge Adamez broke the law, violated the rules of court and the rules of evidence when it came to dis- determining what probable cause is established. And I, and I transmitted a complaint against him using today's report as evidence moments ago
1: you filed a complaint just moments ago against him is that what you just said
0: against the advisory com- uh, with the advisory committee on judicial conduct against marvin adamez of the no court wow interesting And they're in, so... they're in some position now because they told judge wolf Sime that when he said i had no standing in 1997 it was inappropriate now i didn't have the tape recording of of the Answering machine message that was left for me. So they said it was it was his word against mine. Then and this is back.
1: They, this is back with um some... in
0: '97. They said it was an offense, but that I didn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, and that's why he wasn't removed from the bench for that reason. But he was removed for a host of other reasons.
1: Okay. So uh I that's uh the first I've heard and I guess the first anyone's heard because it just happened uh, that you filed a complaint against Thomas for what happened this summer that he chose not to find standing. His justification as best I remember it was that he that the, the rules gave him some uh I forget the term I can't think of the term right now some does he have the, the right
0: of justice Yeah, in the interest of justice. I don't understand how this flexibility Flexibility
1: is, or some—that's some, not the right term, but that's—he's basically said that that some some super rule gave him the flexibility to decide. I don't remember the specifics, but there's actually yeah, the he links. He was talking
0: out of his ass, Jeff. He was just talking out of his ass. He well, that is that shit. is
1: that is what he said. And actually, the <laughs> links to all of my coverage of your uh, of those trials with Adamus, including the big arguments that you had with him, dramatic arguments, um, is in the links in the description. Uh, the Citizens Media TV links, which was. To say that it was an exciting experience, uh, I never. Uh, that was a remarkable experience. So, I, so you had the uh, you had the Adamas thing against uh, against Sampson. You had the previous one against Christie. You've done. Uh, you had the one. I don't remember the town. I guess Parsippany. Uh, no, that's not the right town. But there was Parsippany, another one more right recently. Town,
0: yeah. Okay, Parsippany was there, and, and then there was the, the township of Teaneck, the municipal clerk, where. You know, the courts are so quick to protect litigants who have connections. They had scheduled a probable cause hearing for 8.30 in the morning when I had to drop my kids off at school. And, they, and there was no court in session. It's usually an evening court in Bergenfield, So I told them I could be there by 9. I got there at 9. They said it's over. There was no probable cause finding. They had the hearing without me against the municipal clerk at She ended up suing me. For malicious prosecution and i tried that case myself again without an attorney without having been to law school and the jury found no cause that i had validly charged her with official misconduct for destroying evidence in a federal civil rights lawsuit so the system is oh and then they changed all the open rules to say that destroying public records is now so, carved out of the official misconduct statute
1: so, so when, when did that happen protecting
0: people mm. 2003 okay 2004 so
1: so you feel or you believe or you have some other significant reasons to think that this recommendation is significantly because of your complaints against the top right. officials in the state of New Jersey
0: There is no doubt in my mind that that this was fomented by the the, the fear that was struck in their hearts when they realized that even if they control the federal prosecutor, even if they control the county prosecutor, even if they control the U.S., the the attorney general, somebody can still make them, hail them into court and call them a defendant. And, And defendant Christie didn't like it every time he was referred to as defendant Christie. But he shouldn't have committed the crime. And he hasn't sued me for malicious prosecution or false arrest. He hasn't done anything like that because he knows he's guilty, and he doesn't want to give me subpoena power. And this is all about keeping people from having the authority to ask questions of their leaders. You know, judicial nominees, candidates for public office, party bosses. This is just the the, the class of people that are committing the most crimes. I wouldn't say judicial nominees, but, but the party bosses. I mean, Joe Ferriero is just out of jail now from all the crimes he committed. And and, and and he profited from his crimes. So I I I'm really I'm at the point where I'm gonna need some help and, and I'm hoping that, that people will look at these links and file some comments and object to what is clearly a protection racket for politically connected people.
1: Some uh random friendly uh viewer named Fran says this proposal would never have come if it were not for Bill's Christie complaint. Um, Fran Ritter. Um, okay. Hi, Fran. Uh, okay, so, yes, yeah, so you, there are, com- let's see, Bergen County Prosecutor, I can't read this, uh, who refused to charge Christie was appointed New Jersey Attorney General. Is that protection for the governor? Let me read that again. So it's Tyrone says Bergen County Prosecutor Gruwall, who refused to charge Christie, was appointed to New Jersey Attorney General. Is that protection for the governor? Does
0: that make sense? Okay. I- well, right. it makes sense in that, that at the time, remember, Malinelli was replaced by Graywall, or Gutterwall. Gerber Gutterwall was the Bergen County prosecutor at all times relevant to my criminal charge against Chris Christie. He recused himself, and his first assistant then administratively dismissed the charge against Christie. Thereafter, Mr. Graywall was appointed to the Attorney General's Office. He's the highest-ranking law enforcement officer in the state of New Jersey right now. I don't know. Hi, friend. I don't know um, what motivated that. I, I know that that Mr. Gettlewalt's family was was politically active with donations. <coughs> I think he, that, that he he bought that position fair and square, and 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 Governor Murphy kept his word. I mean, I'm, I can't think of any other reason that that it would that, that, that just the transactional nature of the politics in New Jersey. These things go up for sale, and you know. I I don't know that anyone has any appetite for going after Chris Christie at this point in time, but it certainly seems like the judiciary doesn't want any more things like what happened with my complaint so uh, is there any chance
1: that Christie is going to go forward now that he's out of office?
0: Go forward with what you mean in, in the Trump administration
1: no no, no your your complaint that the prosecutors have said we're we're not going to pursue it. Do you, do you think that there's any chance that that might there might be a continuation of that story at some the point The
0: statute of limitations runs on that crime in two thousand and twenty, but you 've already filed your complaint, so what statute could there be you 've already filed your complaint yeah, but the the, the, the finding of problem no of uh, the dismissal happens, so i 'd have to get another probable cause finding oh oh it
1: dis- oh okay, it was administratively dismissed okay all right so so as in the links in our description, um, there is uh, there's a link so you can do your own comments to say that this is not a good change. And there's two things in particular. Change number five is, I, as I understand it, and you'll correct me uh, as necessary, that it expands who this affects, who this change is going to affect. And it is remarkable that that not only is it going to be public officials themselves, but actually nominees and appointees, both judge and non-judge positions. So you can't even... Charge a nominee or a
0: candidate for it's a, position a party that... official. It's not even the party boss. It's a party official or public servant as defined in 2C27 and a candidate or nominee for public office as defined in 19 or, or a judgment. judicial nominee. Yeah, that, that seems like. And the can either approve, decide to move forward with the matter, disapprove, decide not to pursue the matter, or modify the charge
1: why so so change number five is who it can affect it expands who this affects which is including nominees and candidates which seems uh pretty out there it doesn't seems include police
0: by the way you notice uh, the, it doesn't include police
1: oh okay interesting and then no change unless number public six...
0: servant unless that they, they fit the definition for public servant
1: okay so change number six is the fact that this will now put prosecutors, county
0: prosecutors between judges and citizens. And county prosecutors are if you read it, it says should be they want to amend it so that the summons must be reviewed by a county prosecutor on private citizen complaints charging any indictable offense against any individual. The county prosecutor can either approve, decide to move forward with the matter, disapprove, decide not to pursue charges, or modify the charge. So he has those authorities now. What they're trying to do is keep anybody from ever becoming a defendant. Once that charge issues, you can validly call them a defendant. Then they have all rights and privileges that, are, that pertain to being a defendant. They're trying to make sure that nobody ever gets the develop, develops the term defendant without them saying so. And do we really want to trust county prosecutors? I mean, who are appointed by by the higher ups
1: in the state. That they're 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 going to hire people that they can be assured are not going to let people like you do stuff like this against them.
0: And that's and that's the motive behind all of this. That that's entirely what's going on. They don't want the citizens to be a part of their government. They don't want anybody to be held accountable.
1: Okay, so again, there are links in the description for where you can make your comments. There is the proposal itself um, and you should focus on items five and six proposed changes, five and six. It's only maybe three pages. And then there's also Bill's draft of his comment, um, that you can use as a basis or just to better understand and write whatever you feel is best. But the more comments that they get that says that these rules are unreasonable, then hopefully it will make a difference. Hopefully. Now it seems, it seems like I mean, it seems like it's a foregone conclusion. I, I don't understand the process, but it no, seems like. I
0: don't, I don't think that they're going to pass these rules. I think that, that once people find out what's going on and they read the comments, I think the court is going to be loath to aid and abet the unequal protection of law. I mean, it, this is on its face an unequal unequal application of the law. Some people can be charged with disorderly person's offense, and others have to go through the prosecutor's office. That's absurd. Hey, Keith, how are you? Um, so, it, it, you know, it just, it, it's creating two classes of people, those who can be charged by citizens and those who are protected by citizens. And that's not what America is supposed to be about. I mean, the judge just had to tell Donald Trump today that no one is above the law. And and now the, the courts of New Jersey are trying to tell people, yeah, well, that's not entirely true. Some people are above the law.
1: Okay, I'm going to read a couple of user comments here. Tyrone says, Christie ignored civil rights, complaints about Cops, I think? Forced child removal. So did Graval...
0: CPS. That's a uh, new word for Difus, I think.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. CPS. So potential complaints that refuse to act with alleged clear clear lies and fraud refusing to act on violations of the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment. You mentioned Christie was in the clear. There are a few federal U.S. District Courts complaints against Christie about DCF violations on child service issues. You asked about anything that came from Christie's... that came... that Come Christie's way. Um, I don't trust the county prosecutors. They ignore per- people complaints about corruption, and that's along the lines of what you're saying. Star chamber and ignore issues by the protected people.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it, it, we're, we're in bad shape in New Jersey now. One thing I'm hoping is that Governor Murphy takes, takes a, a harsher view of these things than Christie did, and we can get some people with integrity running the state. He's off to a good start. Um, like I said, my biggest problem with with Governor Murphy is the fact that you've got Senator Sweeney, Senator Rice, um, you know, supposed lifelong Democrats taking very conservative, regressive views on issues that are important to the Democratic Party. They're they're hamstringing their own governor.
1: They, it's not like that's changing now. That they they've been this way. Um,
0: oh, they, they were very. They, they worked very hard to enable Chris Christie.
1: Well, um, okay, so. Let me take a complete – why don't you wrap up what you are sort of looking for for people or what recommendations you might have for them or just encouragement as far as wrapping up, you know, uh, people commenting to try and stop this. And then I have an unrelated question for you.
0: Okay, the comments were originally scheduled to close on April 2nd. They've been extended to April 27th, so we have time to, to, to write them in. I'm hoping that you have the link to the, comment, to the report itself. It's a 14-page report. I'm hoping that people will look at the report and see the absurdity of this, that less than 1% of all complaints are citizens' complaints, and that 87% of those are successful when they're they're not dismissed by the prosecutor's office. So they have a better result than law enforcement-generated complaints. They're a very small percentage, and they're the only venue we have to bring complaints against people that are politically connected. So if you would, I'm asking you, please go to the comments section, Click on the, the the draft a comment, email it in. Tell them that you're opposed to this. Tell them that you support citizens having the right to charge public officials, and that you want something done about the Marvin Adamezes of the world, who seem to think that that protecting public officials is the job of the judiciary. It is not.
1: Okay, and uh, people can't expect to be able to write it in as lawyerly as fashion as you did, but that's not necessarily
0: um no you know. it doesn't matter don't don't be intimidated by, by the legalese of these people they're no better than you and they, they, they you know they they like to dress everything up in in flowery language but you know they're just a protection racket and nothing more elegant than that they have no interest in justice they have no interest in 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 anything other than self-aggrandizing behavior and a protection racket for their cronies and that's what we have so who makes
1: the uh, ultimate decision for this
0: I believe it's just gonna be the Supreme Court itself. Actually, I mean that okay. ultimately makes the rules rules of the court. How many how many judges are on the New Jersey Supreme Court?
1: Nine. Nine. Okay. Um okay. Anything else about that? I have an unrelated thing. Anything no, else about this coming. subject? All right, so good. So hopefully people will make comments, um, look through all the, the stuff in the description and the event. There's some um, questions.
0: Tyrone and, and Paul, I mean the, the, there's a link on the website to, to submit your comments and you can do it by email
1: and there's an and and Bill's draft of his complaint or a comment is in the description itself there's a link to his document now his is obviously more legalese because he's uh went to law school, but it's not necessary it's mostly understandable um and you can just write it from your own you know your own level it really doesn't have to be that way just you understand okay, the concepts let, now.
0: Let them know we're watching. You know, anything is better than nothing.
1: Okay, good. All right, so good. Thanks for that. Um, I, I experienced, We experienced quite a lot together this summer, uh, not just your complaints, but the, the gubernatorial race. And uh, I, I want to get your perspective on Murphy, because you were running for governor, and he didn't even show up to any of the debates he barely saw him, so the way that he got in, I think, is a real shame. He bought his way in, um, and uh, I, that's really disappointing and a reflection of our country, but set, that is true, but it seems, I haven't followed him that closely, but it seems that he's done a rather good job since he's been in. So, I'd like to get your perspective on just touching on the the primary a little bit, um, with you know thinking of Murphy as as it happened during the primary. But but I'd also like to get your perspective of it, is that correct? Is, has he been doing as well as it seems that he's been doing?
0: Well, it, it, right out of the gate, for sure. He he is he is walking the walk and talking the talk like I haven't seen a governor do in a long time. It's really refreshing. When when I started out on this path, you know, running for office, I thought that that he was going to be an enemy of mine and that I was going to not be able you know, the, the goal, I'm a big Bernie guy and that I'm progressive and he's, I, I assumed he was going to be establishment, old money, uh, old guard, politician doing the same thing. And he's really impressed me. A, he's, he's everywhere along the line, he's been a gentleman with me throughout. He, it wasn't nothing petty about him at all during <laughs> during the race. And now everything he said he's, he wanted to do, he's come out and done. He's signed the Equal Pay Act. He's. He refunded the, the, the Planned Parenthood. He's, he's pushing to have cannabis legalized. He's pushing to get the, the, the millionaire's tax done. He's trying to keep his word. And <coughs> it, it's just depressing that we have people like Steve Sweeney undermining him. It's depressing that we have people like Ron Rice undermining him. These people are doing exactly the opposite of what needs to be done to make New Jersey a strong democratic state and have a strong economy. They're concerned about the millionaires and billionaires again as if we haven't been down this road before. They need to pay. They need to pay their fair share. They got a 30% tax cut under Christy Todd Whitman, and we've never recovered from it. They need to have that tax increase put back on them.
1: Yeah, the, the tax increase, aside from the millionaire tax, the tax increases that he just proposed, I don't recall exactly what they are, but my impression was is that it is really not going to affect most people in New Jersey, that they were very sort of Uh, Specialized kinds of taxes. So I guess it's the beginning of taxes. When
0: when you when you look at the sales tax that went down as part of the the gas tax deal that Christie had, Christie made a deal that raised the gas tax by twenty three cents a gallon. He got two things out of that. One, he got rid of the estate tax for people with with estates worth more than five million dollars. Now now you can inherit one hundred and fifty billion dollars and not pay any tax on it. So he blew a hole in our in our budget with that, uh, you know, by holding us hostage for the gas tax, and then he, he cut the sales tax, by a fraction of a fraction of a percent. I didn't notice the sales tax change in, in my life since that tax cut went into effect. But that's what Christie did. He gave us, instead of 7%, it's 6.8-something percent. Like, you can't even count that money. So, yeah, it, it, it was just his political campaign for, for president that, that said our policy had nothing to do with good monetary policy. Nothing, good to, nothing to do with, with fixing our economy. Nothing to do with getting New Jersey back on track again. Everything to do with putting on a show so that Chris Christie could get in the White House one way or the other. Okay.
1: Um, so just, just touch, on, touch on the primary because, yeah, he has been doing a good job. Uh, Murphy has been since he's gotten into office. But he really steamrolled his way in. Um, and I'd, I'd like to hear your perspective a little bit on that as being one of the people that was steamrolled over.
0: Well, look, I didn't have any money to run for office, so, it, you know, sadly that's part of the game. But if I, had, if, I had, if I had Phil Murphy's money, if I had his resources and I wanted to be governor, I would do exactly what he did. This, I, I wouldn't invest in, in changing the system. I would just use the system the way it is and buy it because, you know what, the truth of the matter is we put the governor's office up for sale we did our party bosses did our party leaders did our our democratic bosses did it's it's it was a transaction that was made with the party leaders in all the counties in New Jersey and it was for sale so how do you blame the guy for using the system the way it's set up when he didn't set it up i mean everybody else no, that ran against him i other do than I, Johnson. I,
1: I absolutely everybody, do blame i blame I, him that, i bl- absolutely no 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 it, 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 if you take advantage of the negative rules then you are then you are part of the problem if you if you allow those rules to to perpetuate and take advantage of them for your own benefit, then you're absolutely part of the problem and I do blame him for that um, you know whatever he has done a, a, what seems to be a rather good job since he's gotten in, but no, uh, as far as I'm concerned he Took advantage and steamrolled over some excellent candidates in order to but, get into office. And not but, not only but, did yeah. he use his money, but he did not show up to ninety percent of the you know debates and, and so on because of that hubris.
0: Well, I don't know if it was hubris or if it was calculated strategy. But he had he had very effective people working for his campaign. They knew exactly where he needed to be. They knew exactly what he needed to do to win. And they, they worked their plan, and they planned their work. I, look, they didn't do anything illegal. They didn't commit No, incline. of course
1: not. The, the, the rules are unjust,
0: well, but I'll they are it, rules. Of course not, because, I mean, you've, you've got people like uh, Wadagno who, who did illegal things. You've got people like Chris Christie who did illegal things. They are criminals that, 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 that are running around in office right now that have done illegal things. and we're, and, and to say, hey... I'm a multi-millionaire and I want to be governor. and, and where can I buy a governorship? Jersey selling one. Shame on us for selling it. Shame on New Jersey for selling. It. I would say shame on the person who bought it. All right, fair and enough. I didn't say that either.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so uh, hopefully we can have a follow up of this of this this panel idea that you were, that were having now, especially since it's extended. It was February. Uh, it was April second. For comments to be submitted, and now it's April twenty seventh, I believe. Right, we got some so, time. Right, so it, it may be nice to have that idea that you were suggesting to, to get a panel of people together to follow up on this. Um, but uh, it, it was a real, it was a real adventure um, with you this summer um, and and the spring, uh, winter, spring, spring and summer um, with the gubernatorial race, and particularly with the with the the, the hearings, your complaint against Sampson, um, the the. Debate uh, was an experience I have never had and probably never will have again. And, and thank you. Me you know, I, I mean, that was such an amazing experience to have a protest debate with four significant candidates, two Republican, two Democrat, right outside of, you know, uh, Murphy and, and who, you know, uh, Lesniak and, and Wisniewski. And that was a, that was a really incredible experience, uh, stuff i would never experienced before. So thank you for bringing me on board. Let me be part of that. Um, so, uh, I, I guess that's it. I guess, you know, all right, well, hopefully I, people, I
0: hope we've educated a couple of people and, and I hope we can do more between now and the 27th.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate, uh, sharing all this with us and, uh, hopefully people will make some comments and hopefully we can get this stopped.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Good night. Good night.
1: Right, bye Bye.